0: Hello there. Yes, you are listening to The Right Podcast. That was the wonderful sound of the waves hitting a pebble beach on the north end of the Isle of Skye. Fantastic little cove that was uh, not that far away from where I was staying. And I just thought I'd record that. Um, actually, I was going to do it for a multimedia piece, but I thought it'd be quite nice to add at the start of the podcast just to, to get a bit of ambience about the, uh, about the Scotland trip, because there's uh, a bit of news about it. Well, for a start, off my feet are a lot better. Um, fortunately, I was able to uh, sort of rest them when I got back, and within about three weeks, I was back up on my feet again. But I did have to use, I did have to use a stick when I got back, and uh, it was very, very difficult to sit in front of a desktop computer. You're just using an office chair. It was um, very tough indeed. It's been, uh, very painful, in fact. Uh, I actually found out that my legs would nearly seize up So I was using a laptop most of the time uh, when I got back, or um, a pad or something like that. So, um, yes, they're not too bad. I've just got to be very, very careful when I'm going about, because they're probably a bit weaker than they were. And I do get the occasional twinge of pain from them every now and again. The photos uh, are on Instagram and Flickr, certainly the, the mobile photos, the ones taken with the iPhone, are on there. And I'm working through the ones taken with my camera. I've just been thinking over the last couple of months, uh, since I got back really, whether I concentrate too much on doing the iPhone shots, because of course I can put those online and it's a bit of Uh, people enjoyed seeing them. I was getting some great comments on Twitter, but I just wondered whether it's to the detriment of the main photography using the digital camera. So next year, if uh, I do go up there again, which hopefully I will, um, I'm going to have to think about that in the new year, January time. Um, But if I do go up there, I'll have to consider about how much iPhone photography. I, I'm going to do. I got a very nice offer from uh, a blog uh, for a store online, which I haven't taken up mainly because uh, I don't know there was just something about it. But they they did say some very nice things about the um, mobile photography, and they wanted me to do a, a post about uh, taking good photos with a a phone and quite honestly, I didn't really... I'm not really that keen on talking about the way that I do things. Not particularly because I'm secretive or anything, it's just that I find it very difficult. I'm a very instinctive kind of photographer and I think the, the best way for people to improve is to find their own way and I'm not that keen on blogs where it's, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. I just think the best way of doing it is just get out there and take photos. And gradually you will learn things by doing that. And you will improve. And you probably will also find your own style as well. So I decided not to um, to do a post for them. Which it might have been good for publicity and things. But um, they were getting the most of the benefit. And I don't know exactly how large the readership would have been anyway. So I think it's probably better that I... Uh, Maybe not do uh, the article. Like I said, I would have found it very difficult to talk about it anyway, because it's it, for me. It's just something that you do, and it's very difficult to analyse and work out how you do things. You just um, photograph, and it just comes naturally. So, very difficult to talk about. Um, but anyway, the the shots are online. There's also some video on the website as well that's been added. Some nice time lapse. Uh, stuff that I took. The book, the Scotland book, is still being developed. Um, I'm being very, very fussy with it because I've got to live with it after I get it published. But uh, the the layout's about 75% there and the text is coming on quite nicely. But it needs to be perfect. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Like I say, if it's there on the bookshelf, I want to know that it's the best that I could have done uh, and I I can look through it perfectly happy and until I can do that I'm I'm not going to release it the aim is to get it out for the spring of next year if possible um, but if I have to delay it then I have to delay it I've also got another one for Norfolk that I'd like to do next year but that's going to be a bit tougher because all of the work uh, or a good part of the work at least needs scanning so there's a bit more work there but I, I have said on the website uh, that I aim to get it out for the end of next year, and I'm definitely going to try and do that. Two photography books in 2015 is going to be a tough call, but I think it's it's possible. Um, but again, it greatly depends on how the the project goes. If it takes you know 18 months to get it sorted, then that's how long it takes. But uh, the the image is very nice coming together i think it's going to be uh, a fantastic book and i've also got a, an interesting angle for the text as well which i'm not going to mention here but any updates etc will be put onto the website and if you are interested in looking at the flickr page and uh, the instagram page for my scotland photos you can find links on the websites right onto the links uh this l- month, I've decided, well, this last couple of months, there's been all sorts uh, going on. I haven't actually been doing a terrific amount of uh, retweeting on Twitter recently, Um, but ironically the the amount of followers kept on creeping up quite nicely, so maybe they they enjoy it with me being quiet most often, but um, I thought we'd start off with Ralph Morse. Um, Ralph Morse, a lot of his images probably his better-known ones are well uh, t- were taken during World War Two in the Pacific War, but it, Ralph Morse died uh, recently. I think he was ninety-six. Uh, he was a, a good age anyway. But I decided that I'd go with. Another gallery of his, just to show you the quality of his work. This is up close and personal with Apollo 11, a life photographer's story. This is Ralph Morse photographing the uh, Apollo 11 astronauts and their families before their great adventure in 1969. A beautiful, different approach to uh, documentary photography covering the families. A lot of people think of the astronauts and they didn't really imagine that they'd got wives and daughters and sons and mums and dads back at home watching this footage coming in. So I think it's it shows Ralph Morse at his best, to be honest. He did some great stuff in the Pacific, but uh, uh, this close and personal with Apollo 11 story, I think ranks among his best Feature shoot. Great website for photography. They have all sorts of images on there. I've gone for a rather unusual set of photos. Uh, portraits. All female b- biker gangs of Marrakesh. Photographed by Hassan Hadj, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, a very interesting North African style. Um, very, very powerful strong images some people might find them a bit gaudy i quite like them they've got an intense um power um hassan here it says is moroccan born but you uk based and this is well the biker culture among young women in marrakesh and uh it's a borrowing from the tradition of African studio photography with a fashiony edge it certainly is that definitely a recommended viewing especially if you're after some uh, portrait images that are rather unusual again this next one is shooting portraits but an unusual um, Sheldon Nadelman. Uh, worked as a bartender, terminal bar, at 8th Avenue and West 41st Street in New York. And he decided to photograph some of the people that he was serving in this bar between 1972 and 1981. And he built up uh, a remarkable picture of the bar and the clients who, who drank there as well. Yeah. Just a unique collection of of images that, uh, not uh, amazingly, you wouldn't think that they would capture a period. Uh, you, but they they do. Bars aren't often like that anymore. Um, a lot of those people who used to be regular drinkers, certainly in this in the UK at least, where alcohol is far cheaper in the supermarkets, pubs are finding it rather difficult. Pubs and inns and Bars are finding it very difficult to get regular on tell. They're certainly not as regular as they used to be, um, so to speak. This next series of images is quite honestly unique. This is George uh, Hackney, who was uh, a British soldier in World War One, And he kept a camera with him, which was highly illegal in the British Army at the time. Um, I wouldn't like to think what they would have done with him. He would certainly been court-martialed, I would imagine. Uh, they would certainly frown on it anyway, I would, I would have thought. But he took more than 300 images. Uh, the experts believe there's certainly 300 that he took and there could be another 200 um, out there waiting to be discovered. Uh, really, it's, it's just a soldier documenting his service with his mates and the places that they go, a very, very unique personal view of serving in the British Army during World War One. Potentially unique, I would imagine. Uh, cameras were definitely frowned upon in the British Army. Um, I mean, even during World War II, um, you weren't allowed to carry a camera. It was definitely frowned upon whereas in the American services, you know, airmen used to carry cameras and all sorts of things, um, very, very British sort of attitude towards photography. We Even officially, photography was not used that well compared with other countries, including Germany and, and Russia um, during the wars. But these images are a gift to any historian, and they're just fascinating to look through. The only thing thing i would say the only complaint i've got about the the independence uh story is is uh, the page is is very very slow to load and also the other thing is is that there's only seven images shown on there i would have liked you know for them to have maybe you know 18 or 20 something like that have a decent sized gallery on there but other than that um an interesting story nonetheless Uh, this next, I'm having all sorts of problems with my laptop today, I don't know what's exactly the matter with it or whether it's just the the net or the website, but um, let's open this right, we will leave that one we will leave that link, I will add it to the bonus links, and then uh, this next one is from Tumblr, this is uh, Pieter Hugo's uh, shots of Nigeria's Nollywood as it's called this is about uh, the Nigerian film industry I'm not going to mention too much about these shots because uh, I want you to have a look at them they're they're just remarkable um, just like most film studios are but uh, whereas Hollywood gets most of the um, credit and most of the the glamour and everything there's all of these little studios in uh, different countries in Africa and you know, in this country and France and everything, putting out you know films for, for and a lot of these local studios do quite interesting um, pieces of work. But the uh, yes, these portraits are absolutely fantastic and quite sinister, in some cases, but um, definitely worth a look. So that is uh, Pieter Hugo's Nigeria's Nollywood pictures of. The Nigerian film industry, great set of portraits. The next one is caving in Fengshang, China. This is a set of images by Belgian photographer. Uh, let's see, Francois Xavier Dugruts, and he went with a team of explorers as they trekked through the deep underground of a set of caves in the Lei Fengshan Geopark in China, deep underground. The second shot, th- I mean, they're, they're all brilliantly lit and they're all fascinating, but the, the second shot is, is just fantastic. Um, it's it's the Lu Heidong Dong cave near Fengshan, Zhangji province, China. Um, and Just a remarkable lake in a cave and there's a guy floating on an inflatable, red inflatable in the middle of this lake. Just a a remarkable shot. A remarkable set of images. The lighting is amazing. Sometimes I think he's been using those glow sticks, uh, the ones that you snap and the chemical reaction makes them glow. So the lighting is, is quite remarkable in a lot of these pictures. And probably, dare I say, only you're only able to do it now due to uh, digital technology and things. You probably could do it with a film camera but it would be well, a pretty tough technical exercise I would say. And the final uh, the, oh that is a final link. That is the final link Cave in Shan, China. So that's it. I will put out some uh, bonus links. I've got a rather nice Christmassy bonus link as well that I will add to the uh, Darker Skies podcast page. As usual, there's a Twitter feed if you're after some uh, regular photography uh, news. I've also got... There's a photography news daily which comes out every day at 5 o'clock UTC which has a... um, A rather nice... It brings together all of the news from Twitter. So it's quite a nice little online newspaper that does that. It's got a bit of a following as well. Um, It's quite handy because Twitter, of course, being 24 hours, sometimes you miss important bits and this paper catches it and you're you're able to catch up on certain stories that might be interested. So have a look at that. The links can be found on the website... On the main website, at least, anyway. And I think there's one on the blog as well. And, of course, there's also Tumblr as well. All of those links for the Tumblr and all the other different sites are on the main website and on the Darker Skies site as well. So that's it. I will be back at the end of January. I hope you have a terrific Christmas and a great new year. And I will... um, I might possibly record a little Christmas special on the iPhone or something like that if I, uh, if I get the opportunity. But until then, th- thanks very much for listening and I will say uh, Tara for now and I will see you in the new year.